sitcom. Hey, Lincoln. What we just watched. Uh, we watched our first, what'd you call it, a TV show? Uh, yeah. Netflix original? I mean, it wasn't officially on TV, but it was a television. We're jumping on that Stranger Things bandwagon with Stranger Things Which season we one. Going to. Until we watched it. See, that's the thing. Like, you, you, I had the same outlook as you did, where you just wanted to watch it because you were like, there's no way. I wanted to prove people wrong because everybody's hyping this up. This show's fucking amazing. I loved every second of it. Yeah, because I didn't actually watch it until you told me to watch it. Yeah. No offense to my coworker, Jacob, that I worked with, that told me about how great it was. He was right. He was right. Yeah, I watched it just so I knew what the fuck people were talking about. I just don't trust people that like Fast and Furious. No. what <laughs> you shouldn't. If you have not watched Stranger Things, watch it. Don't. Because like, you better because we're. Turn this off because yeah. we're going to spoil it. Because this is, I we can't talk about the show without spoiling it at that, all. There's no then, way. I mean, we weren't even really going to do this, but it's like we want to talk about this a There's lot. So much to talk about. With this. And this is a first TV series, Kyle. I know, and even it will continue very, when season two yeah, comes it's very, out. Very, very small season, but uh, eight episodes. So it's very tiny. So kind of how I explained it to somebody because they were wondering exactly what this show was. The best explanation I have is like Stephen King. A lot of Stephen King. Meets Twin Peaks and like the vibe of it and everything. Mm -hmm. With some X-Files thrown in and some like Goonies when we're talking about character relations. Yeah, character relations, great child actors. Uh, Best child acting since like Leon. Yeah, like hands down. I thought Millie Brown is fucking amazing in this i absolutely loved her i desperately want to see her more stuff she hasn't really done much else i want to see her more one that i was actually really impressed with was nancy who is natalia dyer who's done nothing most of like them everybody's haven't. yeah nobody's really most done of anything. the kids have not done anything other than obviously like winona Ryder and to a lesser extent david harbour mm-hmm. that's about it well uh matthew modine oh yes Obviously, but he has a very small role in this. A very important role, but a very small role. I'm going to say spoilers start now. Well, not yet. Hold on. Just in case. They start now. I'm not going to spoil anything. Don't listen to Kyle. Spoilers are not starting now yet. I'll start them right now. No, you got to listen to me. I'll start them right now. Don't do it. I will. Oh, God, you will. I'll do it right now. I know you will. I will. Okay, spoilers actually do start now. Just in case. Just in case. Just in case. Just don't listen to this if you haven't watched it. Because it's it's fantastic. Yeah. What I was going to go into, Kyle, just don't spoil anything. Just trust me. Okay. I, I have one thing I need to say before we go into spoilers. Is it about the egos? It's not about the egos. Is it about when Steve got beat up? I'm spoiling. Those aren't even really split. No, I don't want to say that because then you're going to spoil it. <laughs> they really aren't, no. I had, I had a big bias against this mainly because it was a Netflix original. I know I shouldn't have a bias against it because of that, but Kyle and I, I think we're on the same page of like getting annoyed with Netflix kind of. Because we know that eventually Netflix is only going to be original material. We know, I think we know that. And I'm not looking for it. No, it's probably not something I would pay for. The amount Unless of, they keep Stranger Things going, I'll pay for that. I guess I'm just like confused on why. Or art will pay for that. Yeah, that's right. You don't even fucking pay for Netflix. I'm calling you out. You don't even pay for Netflix. I pay for my Netflix. I paid since day one for not Netflix. I actually, o- actually, speaking of Netflix, I offered. I got a job to get Netflix <laughs> because when it first came out, oh yeah, wow, it has been a while. Wow, Netflix, Netflix has been, been around quite a while. Yeah, because yeah. I was 16 and I remember I heard about it. And really, I guess it's for like selfish reasons because it's not like I didn't have a video store to go to. You're just lazy. I was like, well, I could bike down to Family Video like I normally do to get movies. Yeah, because you live so far away. Or, yeah, I live like... Two blocks, three blocks? Two blocks, yeah. 
two blocks away from a movie store. I could bike slash walk down to the movie store, or I could get Netflix and go to the movie store and get movies in the mail. Well, the main reason why Netflix, though, is because you could get the newer movies in the mail pretty fast. Mm -hmm. So then they started the streaming service. Got wild. It got real wild in the whole household. <laughs> Mom was just like, "Think, what are you doing?" I'm like, "Shut up, Mom. Netflixing." Is that what you'd say? None of that happened. Okay, <laughs> I don't think that. happened. But I did. I legitimately did get a job so I could get a a debit card and open a bank account so I could get Netflix. Because my parents were like, "No, we're not putting that on a fucking card." I was like, "Fuck it, my own mom, me." <laughs> that I do believe happened. So you know, I had Netflix for a very long time. And I am kind of, I don't know, like, there's just so many. There's so many of these Netflix originals. Well, my problem with the Netflix originals, it's not that they're bad. They, Some of them are bad, though. hype them so fucking much, like making a murderer. It's interesting. But then so many people jumped on board and, like, sudden everybody's a fucking criminologist. I felt ashamed that I watched it and enjoyed it. How I so remember, because you watched it and you, like, binge-watched it. Yeah, and I told one. you, I said, it's really interesting. And then people wouldn't shut up. And I was like, I don't even want to talk about it. Like, I watched it. I thought it was interesting. Orange is the New Black. It's okay. I don't think it's the greatest show ever made. I don't I don't get Orange is the New Black. I mean, it's just not for me. It's fine. I just I don't think it's for it I think it's it's a fine show. But I thought Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt was okay. Yeah. House of Cards. I watched I the never first watched season. House of Cards. I never it. really... I don't know. There's something about it that just didn't... Daredevil, what we watched, we enjoyed. Yes. But nothing that's ever like, I want to keep watching. Well, obviously Daredevil I like, but... Yeah, but nothing that's ever stuck with me. Oh, that's did. right. You never actually finished Daredevil, did you? No. I, just, I was never a big Daredevil oh, it's fan. so good. I know, I know. That's like one of the... That is like Stranger Things and Daredevil are the things that make me okay with the Netflix reviews. You also are talking to a guy that has said many times on this, I'm just not a fan of comic book stuff. Yeah, that's true. But, but Stranger Things is very comic booky. Yeah, kind of. I think. I think there's one... I think it's more X-File-y. I think there's one big comic booky thing. Well, yes, there is. So Netflix, come on, let's just... Let's do some Stranger Things. You fucking call the Duffer Brothers right now and sign them for have as many seasons as they want. Let's do some Netflix originals. But let's 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 turn it down. Let's oh no! Have you seen how many are released oh next month? Oh my god! I know. There's or in so September, many. I say next or month. Or like but. Veggie Tales is going to be a Netflix exclusive. Why? Actually, really, I think kind of my bias came from the fact that the development have... kind of sucked. Uh, yeah. Honestly, I didn't like it. I don't think I don't blame Netflix for that though. Yeah. I think it was just too late. Fuller House was terrible. Yeah, that was not good. But I blame that I'm 20 years older than I was when I first watched Full House. It's the same show. I don't blame Netflix for that. Yeah, I can't really watch they it. They have some really good documentaries. Netflix yeah, original like documentaries. Yeah, they have uh, the, the Chef one that I really, really like. Because mm -hmm. I'm obsessed with cooking documentaries. We are biased when it comes to documentaries. We fucking True, love documentaries. Really. Yeah, Netflix, just keep doing documentaries. You're fine. Yeah, or in Stranger Things. And Stranger Things. Don't give up on that shit. Comedy specials, you're kind of killing me, though. A lot, of, a lot of not good ones. No, a lot of not funny ones. It's not, no. No. Even the Patton Oswalt ones wasn't good. No. Maybe we're just getting old and bitter. I don't know. I'm not that old, though. You are. You're old enough to be bitter. <sighs> yeah, I guess I am. You're jaded. Are we too hip? I would know. Are we too hip for <laughs> no. this? Is that what it is? No, we're not too Are hip. we on street corners we might be a bit baguettes? Too, we might be a bit too happening for it, but I wouldn't say we're hip. Um, all right, now let's talk about Stranger Things officially. All right. Officially, spoiler start. Like I said... Honestly, like this is fantastic. I was completely riveted from start to finish. It is um, one of the best series I have watched in a long time. They really hooked me, and I almost stayed up till eight in the morning to watch it all in one go. Yeah, because um, I watched it in spurts of two episodes over the last week. I watched it over like a half day. <laughs> 
I mean, I slept in between, but I watched the first six episodes in a row. I stayed up till about six in the morning doing so. I just didn't want to stop. If I didn't have a job, I would have kept going. But I had to sleep so I could like go to work. <laughs> it hooks you. And not because they do. There's cliffhangers, but it's not like bullshit Walking Dead. You hear a gunshot and it goes black every fucking episode. I don't know why people. Why do people like that shit? Oh, uh, well, we'll talk about that later. That's I don't want to go on a two hour rant about Walking Dead. <laughs> We've done it before. Like every episode. <laughs> It's just so boring. Uh, but to me, the characters, every character you like, or you get to a point where you care about them. You want to see what happens to them. Even the asshole characters. Except for fucking Will's dad. He can suck a dick. Fucking hate Lonnie. Piece of shit. Well, I don't think you're supposed to like him. No. Nobody likes so him. We're, we're not going to do a blot, a blot breakdown. <laughs> we're not going to do a plot breakdown. But the general thing is, this kid, Will Byers, just disappears and he goes missing. That's really all they sold it on. The kid disappeared. That's, that's the premise of the show. Will Byers disappears. All right, here we go. If if you are still listening, I'm letting you know right now, I'm about to talk about everything that happens after the season. After or the after, season? Not after the season. That's not what I'm I meant. Sorry, are you a magician? After, <laughs> I'm about to talk You're about wrong. the end of the season. I'm about to talk about characters and their ending uppins. <laughs> ending uppins. And I'm going to talk about how much of a fucking kangaroo court this was. It's not a kangaroo court at all. It's fucking kangaroo court. It's not at all. How angry I got. You did not get sad I got. You didn't get really angry. Eh, I got a little angry. You're just more grumpy because season two isn't here yet. Yeah. This is what happens when we like TV shows. All right. Again, three, two, one. Officially spoilers. This is happening. Don't listen if you haven't watched it. Go. Okay. So here's the thing about the end that I want to talk about with you. Okay. A couple... Couple big biggins that I want to talk about. Okay. Okay. So we see. Okay. So this Hopper goes to this thing and opens it the up. The box in the woods. Yeah. And then puts some egos in eggos there. in there with food. Mm-hmm. What is your interpretation of this? First of all, I want to hear your that it's he's leaving it for eleven. That she has become something greater. And he's leaving it for her. Because he works with the Department of Energy now. That's what they always claim to be. So that's my my thing. Do you think he's actually working with them now? I absolutely is. He made a deal with them. They pick him up in a car at the end. Doesn't mean anything. I think they are because he knows too much. He cut a deal with them when they were in there. We don't know what the deal I don't is see, yet. This is, this is actually a, a big reason why I love the show so much. Because like they, they don't... fleshed Hopper out so much to where it really makes me still second guess if he's actually working for them or not. Yeah, because... We see him cut a deal. Well, you see him cut a deal, and then he gets in the car, and then it shows him a month later drive into that secluded location, leave the stuff, and then leave. Mm-hmm. There weren't, there wasn't anybody with him. No. And why would they let him do? Like, okay, all right. If Eleven, because we're thinking that Eleven's either dead or I don't something. think she's dead. Why? Why are they? F- feeder because they could still see her as a powerful they just want to study that's their main thing is studying people and to weaponize them as far as we know matthew modine is dead they're trying to cover shit up still but i guess what i'm confused about is how like wouldn't their top priority be to try to capture her still maybe we don't know what she is now but is she different is she in i think if, if they're just feeding the her in the middle of the fucking woods well here's the thing that he i brought was... up with you I still don't buy it if that's 100%. I don't want to get worked like I did fucking WWE with this. But it's still, I don't know. I thought of, okay. He wasn't in the upside down. 
No, 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 no. That's not. That is not what I'm insinuating. <laughs> okay. At all. What I'm insinuating is is that the box originally looked like some kind of memorial box to me, and the process of placing food in a memorial box as acknowledgement to the dead is a common practice. And this is steeped in a lot of spooky stuff. So I can see them doing something like that. I, I think he's leaving food for. I know, but I'm just trying to think outside the box because this show not everything is really cut and dry. Yeah, but I think they would also shoot themselves in the foot if they didn't have Eleven come back. True. And something there's a lot of symbolism in this. Something I told you at the beginning when we started watching. It was like, every line has meaning. And one of them that, to me, could really tie to Eleven is at the very beginning, episode one. Will and Dustin are racing home, and they bet a comic book. I want to say it's X-Men 134? Is that what it is? I uh, yes. <gasps> That's right. I remember you at... <gasps> Which is a phoenix. You son of a bitch. I didn't even think about I that. I really can foresee a lot because of the way Eleven goes out. That's right. By and harnessing you her. motherfucker, you were like, she's exactly like Jean Grey. Oh my God, it's kangaroo court, Kyle. Well, you you open that when you're like, she's a lot like Xavier. And I go, oh, and Jean Grey. And you're like, yeah, I can see that. Literally didn't think anything of it. Because she really harnesses her power into a new thing at the very uh... end to defeat the monster. That's why I think she's, I just think she's far more powerful. And maybe they're just appeasing her by feeding her. Could be wrong. We have no idea of knowing yet. Yeah, but I right. really see a, a large parallel with the Phoenix. I can really see that. A telepath who becomes far more powerful. Yeah, and sacrifices. Yeah, oh my God, I didn't even think about Phoenix. I am fucking stupid because I was making so many X-Men references throughout the series. I even set you up when I'm like, or Jean Grey, and you're like, yeah, I guess so. I'm like, I literally thought nothing of it. All I thought of was like, yeah, I mean, like, she has like the telepathy. And of all comics to reference at the beginning, that's the one they do. And they continuously reference. I I could be wrong on 134. Please don't fucking yell at me. I'm pretty sure it's 134. Because I remember you asked me and I just had started reading through when New X-Men, well, not New X-Men, it was when... On Krakoa, that's where the old X-Men were. And so that's when we brought in Colossus and Nightcrawler and Storm and everybody. So it was like the new, like Cyclops was the only returning member. And I'm fairly certain it was 134 where the Jean Grey becomes Phoenix. Yeah, so I there's a hell of a lot of parallels to Jean Grey in this with Eleven. I want more Eleven. If like she's not back and she is dead and it's about, I'm, oh, that would probably wouldn't be, I would be really crushed. I don't know. I don't know. There's so much more about her. But here's the thing, like, what... Okay, so let's say that she is something greater. And I have my question for you is, do you think she... Is she in the Upside Down? I don't think she's in the Upside Down, though. No. Where would she be, then? I think she's out in the fucking woods. Why is she out in the woods? What would be the point of leaving the... Why would she be? All right, so We don't know where she is. Well, I don't think she's thing. in the Upside Down, now. What if she... The Upside Down is in Will's belly. What if she gets... <laughs> What if she gains the ability to go to the Upside Down? She might have that ability. See, that's the thing. I why I don't think she would choose to stay in the Upside Down when she could have cho- chose to stay what with if she's, Mike. What if she fucking goes in the Upside Down and it's like fucking House of M and yeah. then she fucking changes They also make some parallels to her being the monster. Which I think is more so symbolism than it is like a... Yeah, yeah. But we have no fucking clue. All we know is season two is they say it's going to be... talking out our asses. They said it's going to be darker and weirder, a lot like Temple of Doom. I don't know if you hadn't read anything. So no, the Duffer Brothers said. Anything. It will be a lot like I have Indiana done Jones. Nothing with Stranger Things. Ever since I watched the first ep- for the first two episodes, I was like, yeah, I just got to not go on Yeah, the they said season two will be very Indiana Jones-like and that it's darker and stranger. Okay, so Eleven, no idea what's going to happen. There's theories, blah, blah, blah. I want to go to Will. She could be staying at the compound, too. Exactly. We don't know. We have no idea. Will, 
We have no fucking clue. I have a theory about Will. Okay. Go with. No, but go ahead. You're on your own on this shit. Okay, now go with me. No, I already said no. You gotta go with me. I already said no. Because this is a stretch. All right. Okay, so there's so many Dungeons & Dragons references in this. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, you know, obvious ones of them playing and stuff like that. The monster that is the Demigorgon. Exactly. So, or they call it the Demigorgon. I have a theory about Will. It's very far-fetched. Okay. I believe I know what the... If, what I can see is them going with another Dungeons & Dragons-like creature. Like a straight D&D creature. If they even have a creature. If they have a creature. I think it's going to be Will. And you know what creature it is? It's a Mind Flayer. Okay. Okay, so Mind Flayer is this, like, octopus-headed, psychokinetic, like, chaos wizard kind of thing. Like, that's kind of like the vibe that you get from it. Okay. Like, even, like Cthulhu stuff, you know, okay. has a lot to do with that. Its main thing being inter- interdimensional travel. So one of the big things that I thought about was the slugs that come out of his throat. That has to do with how mind flares are born by larvae. And there's this whole thing about being injected into brains of hosts. And like everything with Will at the end was making me think of a mind flare. It might be. Because have- what if like... That's if they stick with the D&D. That's if they... Yeah, this is all if they stick with that. They could go completely off the rails and that would still be great. Because the kids don't need that D&D buffer now to make it believable for them. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. They've been through some shit. I also think that Will is going to get powers of some kind. And I think the powers are going to be traversing the upside down mixed with other powers. Because with Eleven gone... We Maybe. don't know when she's going to be back. <laughs> yeah. So let's say theoretically in the second season, Eleven's gone throughout the season. We're still going to need that kind of extraterrestrial, otherworldly kind of power. And Will would be a good... Like, think of... Will's using his power, but it's in like these really fucked up ways to where like he's regurgitating these worms or like puking black and all this stuff. Like think of like how Eleven is trying to use her powers and it just gives her nosebleeds and stuff. Mm-hmm. Imagine if Will is using these powers to traverse through the upside down or even doing other stuff and he's fucking puking worms up. Might be. Turn. What if he turns into the monster? What if that's what the Demogorgon was? Was somebody that was there and that's that was just a big that's, hive? Thing. I kind of kind of wondered that because. The biggest thing is that Will, like, a thing that I was having trouble thinking about is how was Will able to survive this time period other than him just being clever and running away? Now, a lot of it you can take away from just, it's a show, and it's in this kind of fantastical universe to where that can be explained by him just being clever and being able to hide. Well, I will say, once again, the directors, when asked a question about season two, said that humans were not meant to live in the Upside Down, and Will did not do so without consequences. Okay, see? All right, that's good. Because I was like, how would he survive if they had to wear all these suits and stuff going in there? And he was in there for like a week, two I, weeks. Yeah, I would say, was, yeah, about a week. So we see him like on the alien wall. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of alien references. I love it, Did course. you catch the Jaws references? I did. did I, ca- I caught most of them. With the police uniforms? Police uniforms. The police, um, police vehicles. Nancy, when she shoots the gun, there was... Um, Nancy who's straight out of fucking Nightmare on Elm Street. Well, that too. Yeah. Oh, there's another one, but I forget what it was. That really reminded me of Jaws, but I wasn't sure if it was from Jaws. I don't remember. Oh, but, the blood in the water. Oh, yeah. Because it, I don't know, it just really reminded me of like the that I yeah, don't know. They even make a shark reference. Yeah, the blood they can smell it from quarter mile away. Thank you for getting it right. Movie, I love you or show movie show. So he's on the alien wall, and it's this huge worm 
That thing was huge. I that was uncomfortable. Yeah, it was like a length of his body. It's not much longer than a feeding tube you get at the hospital. Yeah. So they put the feeding tube in him, and this is obviously keeping him alive. And now this raises fucking a billion questions for me. Why was the monster keeping him alive? Yeah. Why was the monster keeping him alive if it was just killing everybody else? Here's my thought on that. The monster's injured. He knows he might die. Because this is after they set him on fire and stuff. Yeah. They followed the blood trail back to find Will there. Yeah. And he's passing along a little something, something. Passing along the lineage. True. When he's dead, or he gets injured, and his first thing to do is to go there where they find Will. I don't think Will had been there a whole long time. Well, that too, and if you really look at the monster design, really it's just an elongated body with the head that splits open into these, like, petal mouth kind mm-hmm. of things. So, I mean, yeah, it could definitely be that the monster was somebody that was in the Upside Down that was turned. Yep. A lot of it's Barb. It's not no Barb dead. Barb? Actually, no, 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 no. I have a theory about Barb too. No, she's fucking dead. I have a theory about Barb, Kyle. All right. What if Barb is not dead? Uh, well, the director said she is God dead as damn fuck. It. I knew it. <sighs> I'm gonna tell you my theory anyway. She will be around in season two, I'm but she's my dead anyway. as fuck. I'm telling my theory anyway. Okay. My theory was that maybe Barb isn't necessarily alive alive like you'd think that she is i was thinking like maybe again back to alien a cor- unconscious corpse being used for the sole reproduction reproduction of the slug things and again who the fuck knows what's gonna happen in season two well, especially with the slug things that just throws a fucking curveball yep well and when they compare it to temple of doom which is a complete change from the other well i think i don't know it's weird if they said it did they say it was going to be adventurous like that too it just said darker and weirder i think they're just talking about a tone shift well they said it's because for the most part like there was some dark things to this but really a lot of it was uh i guess like how would you describe goonies goonies is fairly like the tone of it it's but it's not like super dark you know like it's fun no it's fun but they tackle some dark elements which this has this is really fun it's funny these kids get put in danger i mean and as a watching it you kind of get like oh god oh god because it's a show with a lot of characters in dangerous situations a lot of potential for them to die off and even though they make it to season two i don't feel comfortable for him i don't feel comfortable for dustin at all what if he has teeth next to you it'd be weird before we move on to the kids i want to talk about 11 she's one of the kids no because she's fucking dead kyle no she's not she's dead in the ground you know she's not dead so uh, thing with 11 i want your opinion on this okay do you think that that was that one chick's daughter yes i don't okay let me explain all right so during that when that scene was going on where they're talking to oh jane was it jane is 11 in that scenario okay we think that you know she had the the mother had a miscarriage while she was doing all these testing, and then it's led you to believe that she was captured, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. What if I told you, Kyle? What if that actually happened? Did have a miscarriage? Okay. They use the cells of the fetus to replicate and clone, and the reason why she's eleven was because there were ten failed experiments, and maybe one of those failed experiments was the fucking creature that's in the upside down. Could that be. would explain the connection because they have the same DNA? Could be or eleven was just a child who was the 11th. We should have looked at that. Remember when they showed the picture of all the adult test subjects? I wonder how many were there. There's just three. I, I guess too many things of she had the kid. She says she had the kid. It had superpowers. And she's been, she was taken from her 12 years ago. A lot of things fit into place of 11's 12 years old and has superpowers. 
I don't know. I but how would you know? How would Eleven not know her name and wouldn't know anything or wouldn't know? Taken away from the mom at an early age, how but, would she know? But what what age was it when that she was taken away? They said that she was taken away from her twelve years ago. Oh. So basically, not long after birth or at birth, she would only know what her papa has told her. Which isn't shit. He didn't tell her shit. Like my clone theory. Clone theory's good. Could, but I don't know. I, I'm curious. The only, the only problem with my clone theory is that it, there would have... Maybe... I, I don't know. It, it might be showing too much. I guess in a perfect scenario for my kind of theory for that to work, it's like when Hopper was going through the... He would have found like 10 other rooms or... Well, yeah. He would have found remnants of other things... I don't know. I think she just overall was an 11th test subject. They were testing all sorts of different stuff. I'm curious to like what caused the monster because I do believe it was a test subject at one point because if not, how do they conveniently have the fucking gateway in their basement? Yeah, the origin. I think it was a test subject that was able to rip that time space into the and they were somehow able to keep the gate there because we've seen them close everywhere else. I think they're able to do it with the magnets and the whatnots and the... We'll see how much they touch on that stuff in the next season. They might not, because the show's really good at not just giving you what you need, really. They give you backstory, but it's like they know they don't have to go into fucking exposition for 40 minutes either. Hey, they do tests on weird shit here, all right? You got it, good, they're bad. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if they never explained how they got the rip in the first place, I wouldn't really be mad. No, that's why I'm curious, will we find out why she's called Eleven? Does it matter what her real name is at this point? Not really. I mean, no. we've established her as L. We love her as L. The kids love her as L. Let her be fucking L. It's not really needed, Suicide Squad. You don't need to flashback five million fucking times. They do a good job with flashbacks here. Because every flashback is triggered by something. It's not just there to tell a story. It's a trigger. Now it gets put in the dark for the first time in a closet. And, oh shit, that reminds me of the time I got thrown in here and I was scared and I snapped people's necks with my mind. She fucked up. We need a friend like L. How bad is it? Badass is it. They do it like three times where somebody's in danger and she just comes fucking walking. She's just power walking. It's like, oh no. And you're like, she's gonna fuck him up. Oh, she does no. a little head head thing, snaps her necks and arms. It's like, no, no, it's no. Badass. So badass. Can we talk about how great Dustin was and how he was the best kid of the four? They're all great. I loved Mike. Loved Mike. I'm excited to see his performance in the remake because I think he'll do a good job. Is he already, it's, a, it's a movie, right? Yes. How long is it going to be? I don't know. Normal movie links. See, I don't know why they just don't do an HBO miniseries out of it. As, if, as long as they make it better than the original miniseries. Because they're doing fucking Dark Tower. Because I don't care what people say. Go back and rewatch it. <laughs> the first half of it is fucking boring. Or is it the second? One of the halves is fucking boring. It's been a really long time. It is fucking boring. It didn't need to be no four-hour goddamn thing. I'm also looking forward to the Dark Tower series, even though I know a lot of people aren't. Because apparently, I'm sorry, but whenever I read The Gunslinger, I haven't, I've just read The Gunslinger so far. So don't super jump down my neck. I'm, I may I may be like really jumping the gun here. I never thought that he was predominantly supposed to be white. So like I don't understand the point of pe- the backlash of Idris Elba. People complain about that kind yeah, of like shit. Like it's all never time. like it's never established what his race is or anything. So it's like it's up to interpretation. And it doesn't matter. And I think it was supposed to be like that of where Stephen King was letting you place yourself in the gunslinger's shoes regardless yeah. of race or anything like that. And you know, I'm one of those two. Even if it said he's white in the book, who gives a shit? It's just like the most minor. Change. As long as they're good in the role, 
I'll defend a movie I fucking hated, Ghostbusters. It didn't matter that they were fucking women as long as they could perform the role. The only time that it matters to me is when a character's backstory does have to do with their ethnicity. Yeah. Like, if you suddenly turn Storm white, I would have a big problem with that. Yeah, because you're changing the character. But you know what I mean. Like, yeah. If they made a new X-Men and Xavier was black, it doesn't, like, blow the fucking roof off of everything. No, not really. There's no, I mean... At all. It doesn't matter. It doesn't change his character. Yeah, if your background is, like, he was a slave. Yeah, maybe. Maybe not do that. No, not a good idea. Or your background was, I birthed 30 children. And it's, <laughs> then you change it to a man. <laughs> Wait, I'm you know, probably that. not the best thing. Or if they made Daredevil, like he could see just fine. Oh no! <laughs> you know, there obviously there are some things, but yeah, because like Idris Elba is being the gunslinger, and then Matthew McConaughey is being the man in black, and I'm very interested. I think it's gonna be fun. I don't. Know. I think Matthew McConaughey should be in Stranger Things. I think Matthew McConaughey should be in fucking everything because I love him. He would have so fit. Much. Well, I say that, but I. You don't need big names there. And I know you could say Winona Ryder's a big name. She's not really anymore. She's a known name. Yeah. I thought she's fantastic in this. Yes. I thought her playing a mom that's basically going crazy, even though she's not, she is. She works it perfectly. I The only thing that I would have had a problem with is that her really erratic behavior that she had at the beginning, if it didn't halt when everything was like going into motion of actually finding Will. And one of the best scenes in the series, in my opinion, is when Elle is in the water and she's like comforting her. Mm-hmm. I thought that was Absolutely fantastic. Both yeah. ends. I think people that have a problem with her performance, <clears throat> Jay. He's not listening. You don't have to give a little. <laughs> Jay, <laughs> Jay, I know you're listening to me. Jay from Red Letter Media did not like her performance. And I kind of understand why. I think because he was thinking too much of her erratic, crazy stuff. Because that was like six episodes. Yeah. Of her just really crazy. But if you put it in context, it wasn't over the top. I didn't think. There are a couple times I thought it was a little over the top. See, I did. Just like a little... Just, just a but this has also come from two people that have never had their child missing. Does Samson count? Because he got loose one day and it was really rough. No. He was just in the neighbor's yard needing like a pumpkin or something. Because if your child was missing... And you were seeing monsters come out of the wall. And your child was talking to you through Christmas lights. You might be a little batshit crazy. She's probably not sleeping well because I thought they did a good job. She looks ragged. And then on the same token, though, I thought 11 for a child actress. This child could tell so much story and emotion without saying a word. She says, like, maybe her 30 lines of dialogue. facial expressions... She could teach so many fucking people in Hollywood how to do that. Because it's like the hardest thing for people to do. She does it flawlessly. Yeah, I mean, just being able to show genuine, like, fear in her facial expressions at, you know, going... I think one of the best moments with her acting in this was when she was manipulating the compasses. Mm Mm-hmm. And they finally figured out what's going on. And, like, her entire reaction from that, I thought it was great. Yeah, because she didn't say a word. Or she might have said too, like, or she said not safe. Yeah. That's all she said. Yeah, that's pretty much it. It's just so good. She could show happiness when she doesn't really know what happiness is. Like when Mike kisses her at the end. I thought that was a great reaction. This is a girl feeling happy and love, something she is new to her. And to be able to act that out, like, she's, like, shocked and happy and scared all at the same mm-hmm. time it's amazing and she didn't say a word in that scene and then when she does talk though it's like meaningful it's it hits you hard like at the end when she says goodbye mike like it's fucking soul crushing like you just kind of flopped over or mouth breather mouth breather yeah. i can't say enough about 11 i think she's 
I would have liked the show if she wasn't in it, but I wouldn't be recording it. We probably I wouldn't have probably said, "Hey, Lincoln, you have to watch this." Bold, bold statement, Kyle. I don't think so. For a kid to be able to pull that off, that's pretty incredible. Yeah, they found a real diamond in the rough there with all of them. My favorite character is Hopper, still. Hopper's pretty awesome. I love him because as soon as he stepped on the screen, I just knew that there was something about him. Like, I knew there was, like, that he was going to get fleshed out. Oh, God, and he goes through so much. Oh, my God. I was tearing up a couple times at the end. It was hard. Oh, uh, when his flashbacks to his uh, daughter? It was hard. Yeah, it's one of those move shows. Like you want to say movie because it's what I'm used to. It's one of those filmatic experiences where they give a character a dead relative or they're single for a reason or whatever. It's not just there for you like, oh, I relate to him. It, it has meaning. Like Everything in this fucking show has meaning. Yeah, everything does play into each other. I mean, their D&D session had meaning. Her flipping a board over. You figure it out like two episodes. Like, oh, she flat out just told the main plot of the show. Which I was kind of confused. I remember that you told me that that was kind of like a... A lot of people didn't catch it. Yeah, I don't know how you... I'm not saying if you didn't catch that the first time. I'm not saying that you're dumb or anything And like she's that. flat out telling you... I just thought it was very apparent. She flat out tells you where Will is, what's going on. Yeah. To me, my favorite character, though, is Mr. Clark. <sighs> if I could just be Mr. Clark... He's living a life. He is in this 100% exposition. His only job in this show is to move the plot forward. Was he Jean Grey in X-Men Apocalypse? No, that was Eleven. She was Jean Grey. Um, <laughs> so we just talked about that. Just pay attention. Like, so you can get these kids to where they're believable that they're like, oh, well, that's how you make a sensory deprivation tank. Oh, this is how you get to an alternate fucking parallel dimension. Because he just flanders his way through. So theoretically he gives him theoretically theoretically he's brilliant and i love the analogy that they put in the show of how the dimensions work of the acrobat and the flea because it's the most common sense thing to where we as an audience i don't believe in parallel dimensions you probably do you believe in all other bullshit <coughs> but he explained <laughs> it in a way to where i was like it's believable I could buy into the story they're telling. It's theoretically is pretty believable, Con. Huh? Theoretically. Yeah, they say it several times. It's theoretical. That's why, yes, because I'm not even going to have this conversation. No, I'm just saying the how simply yeah, made it I... with an acrobat and a flea and how they work. Mm. It's pretty cut and dry. They're, they didn't throw bullshit jargon at you like most sci-fi shows do. Yeah, where it's just... This is grounded in real quote-unquote science. Well, and also, I mean, you know, he's... They're how old... 12. 12. That's how you would explain parallel dimensions to a 12 year old. But that's the thing in heavy sci fi, that's how you explain it to an audience. That's why, really. yeah, I know. That's why it worked on. Because so many just do make up, they make up fucking science or they use real science wrong. We're not geniuses, but we're not that stupid either. We're, I don't know. We're kind of in the minority of we'll actually look shit up. Yeah. But in this, they use. I fact check a lot. Like the MK Ultra that they referenced in this was a real thing. They use real world things in this. MK Ultra also has a lot to do with X Men. Jean Grey? Was Jean Grey in there? uh, No, No, just like the the kind of like. See, no. Why does everything have to be about X Men with you? Because I love X Men. You're becoming that guy. Why do I have to be that guy? You're becoming that guy. guy. You were choosing this life, but go ahead, be that guy. I'm just saying that. Just go ahead. In MK Ultra. They're using big domes to try to amplify psychic power. Oh, what's that that Professor Xavier and Jean Grey use? Oh, it's a headset in a dome. Amplifies their psychic power. Is that it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for the most part. Okay. What else is there with this show? There's so much. 
So Hopper, the reason why he's my favorite character is because he is completely fleshed out to a believable person. He's logical. And David Harbour did such a fucking great performance. The only other person I could think of, I don't know why I kind of thought, I thought John Hamm could probably pull this off. Yeah, yeah. I like John Hamm a lot. I do like John Hamm. I was thinking like Macho Man because he's like, Hobbs kind of a Macho Man. I always think of like John Hamm being in those Macho Man positions. Like John Hamm should have been Captain America. I I thought you meant the actual Macho Man. No. <laughs> It's like, it's like you thought Randy Savage would be good as Hopper in this? Oh, yeah, we're going to get that kid. <laughs> it's like I was just staring at him so confused. I got you now. I'm with you. We're yeah, on the same so, page. so Hopper, you know, he's he's smart, very down to earth. Even when he's faced with this crazy shit, he is staying level-headed. Mm-hmm. At all times. At all times. He's completely like the equalizer in all situations. I don't know. There's just something about it. Like, it's, he's a very, he's like a charming character. You know, it shows how intelligent he is, how big of a heart he has, and how he can be a badass when he has to do badass stuff. And how at really every point in time, he's putting every other character ahead of him. Because in a way, he doesn't really have. I don't want to say this in like a depressing way necessarily, but he doesn't have as much to live for than they do anymore because his daughter's dead, his wife left him, and he is in a state... I mean, the show's great at showing stuff and not telling. You know he's depressed because of his house. Like, look at his house and how he's how he lives. This is not a happy person. No. I, little things like when he first breaks in the compound, they take him back to the house. And it's just, it's out of focus. It's focused on him, but it's the tables in the four shot. You see pills on the table. They don't talk about them. That they're they're there. You know, there's something. And they're even there in the, be- yeah, in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. When he gets out of bed and is like immediately drinking everything. Like, this is a relatively broken man. Who that, that goes through a complete redemption arc. Like, pretty much every character goes through mm-hmm. a big redemption arc. Yeah. They really do. I don't know. You know, Hopper, I just think that out of all the other characters, people can argue with me. I don't care. I think he is the most well-written character. Outside of the kids, because I love Hopper. He doesn't compare to some of the kids. I guess because they're kids. The fact that they can do this. And the show relies on them. But him and um Nancy. I thought Nancy was great. I really like I wasn't Nancy. sure I felt better at first. She's the one I will argue with people online with. Because there's a big thing that people say, the show just forgot about Barb. Nobody cares about Barb. I'm not sure brought it up. Nancy's entire motivation is Barb. To hunt and kill this monster is Barb. Second, you know, to obviously like Will, because she... When she teams up with Jonathan. Yeah. But what starts Nancy on this is Barb. She gravitates to the person that took a picture of Barb. Then they find out, oh, it's the monster. I love how all the pieces come together in this. Yeah, I loved how in the end it, it was everybody working together. I do want to talk about... And they didn't have to do that sit down and like, oh, you guys oh, are yeah. here. <laughs> and and We're going to go this way. And you're gonna everybody does their own part in different locations, but you realize... You know, like Jonathan and Nancy and the kids are the reason that Joyce and Hopper are able to get Will. Because the monster's not in the Upside Down anymore. He's there. They understand the blood draws it. The kids, that was just, they got lucky that Eleven murdered several people and brought the monster there. Or maybe she did it on purpose. We don't know. Eleven knows a hell of a lot more and can do a lot more than we have seen at all. Kyle, can I talk to you about something that I actually legitimately did not like about this series? Yeah. I, this is like a real thing. I'm not going to like okay. swerve you and be like, the yeah, but he's dumb. I did not like really at all. Steve. Well, obviously not Steve. 
Oh, we'll talk about Steve. I did not like when they went to the Upside Down. Oh, you didn't like the look when, of the Upside Down? No, or? no, no. I, I have nothing wrong with the look of the Upside Down. But when Joyce and Hopper went into the Upside Down, I did not like it. Why? I think it just took away from groundedness of the show. Because all of this is set in a rural Indiana town. Yeah, Hawkins, Indiana. Not like we know anything about that, Kyle. Yeah, it was very It was weird. familiar. I was like, oh, yeah. God. God, I remember doing that. It's a hill I went down. So It's not the hill you went down. Shut up. I just lied. Hawkins isn't real. It's very grounded where it has all of these crazy things happening in this small town. Mm-hmm. And during that sequence, it just felt out of, I don't know, if it's necessarily out of place. I just wouldn't have done it that way because... Were you okay when Nancy went to the Upside Down? Yes. Okay. If that would have been it, I would have been completely fine with it. I just think it was too much because the Nan- Nancy in the Upside Down was not... For a very long time. It kept the eeriness up. It kept the mystery to the Upside Down and what horrors kind of await in it. But when we see Hopper and Joyce just walking around in it, and even though, yeah, it's kind of creepy and stuff, there's nothing, like, super dangerous about it necessarily other than the air. It just took away from, like, the allure of the Upside Down. I think they should have... Because in the finale, two out of three groups have to deal with the Demi-Gorgon. I think Joyce and Hopper should have had to deal with the Demi-Gorgon. That was another thing, yeah. I was confused on why that didn't happen. Yeah. I think they should have had to deal with it as well. I would have been okay. I'm with you. There was, like, no threat when they were in there. They are just walking around. Yeah, it just, it didn't set right with me because I guess you go through this entire series with... Again, going back to like the mystery of it, of what could be in the Upside Down other than obviously the Demigorgon. There's nothing. And there's nothing. Anticlimactic. It also just, I don't know. It didn't feel, I didn't feel like they were in danger when they were in the Upside Down. I really didn't. But I will say with the Upside Down, with the Will arc that we have going into season two, there's a lot more of the Upside Down than we know. True. They could always... You know, there's completely change everything. It's a hell of a lot. Because you're not introducing the Upside Down and not doing anything more with it. I'm curious to see if they are doing another monster. What are, what are they doing in the next season? I'm excited for that. I think if they do another monster, your writing better still be as good as the first one. Because if you just kind of rehash the same thing. That's why I think Will becoming the monster essentially would be interesting. Potentially. I hope there's not a monster. Honestly. Well, here's another thing, though. I mean, we have all... Of, I guess my thing I is... I don't know. We have the, all of this chemistry between the three characters, and Will was the main point they were going to. Are, are we still going to have the same chemistry if we add Will that did not have that many lines? I think so. I guess that, that was just... I just... I don't want to see a monster. No matter what it is, even if it's Will, which it, there's leading, there's something fucking evil with Will. But here's my thing, if they have a monster, I mean, all these characters did fine before with monster. It's not going to the same tension. If like, oh, it's season two, Jonathan's fighting a monster again. I want to see something new. Also, I did just kind of think about this. With Will, there's a lot of references to the thing. Like a lot. There's a lot throughout the whole movie. Exactly. Especially in the basement when you see Will sitting there and right next to him is the thing poster. And it's in every shot that Will is in at the beginning. Yeah. That's why I think the monster did a little something with Will. No, there's many... I mean, Doc... Or or Mr. Clark is watching the thing. Well, yeah. In the... 
There's so Why many. Why can't it just be Mr. Clark? So many references. Theoretical phys- I, physics. You know, and they're not too obvious unless you watch them. Rad One mustache. to me is in the same episode. He's like, get rid of that poster. And the evil dad of her reaching out. Later in the same episode, that's how Nancy comes out of the tree is the same pose. I was like, oh, come on. That's kind of cheesy. But. Yeah, it, was, it was funny. I don't know. But the I posters like in the background just kind of tell you like, hey, there's a bunch of shit in here. There's a Jaws poster. There's a bunch of little Jaws shit throughout this. The thing, there's a ton. Mm-hmm. Aliens, they didn't need to bother putting the alien fuck poster up because the final episode. <laughs> I was like. I'm surprised they didn't find Sigourney Weaver sitting over there in the upside down. I was like, uh, that's a xenomorph pod and he has essentially a face hugger on him but this show is really a lot it takes place in 1983 this is a love letter to 80s movies and i'm i mean from the soundtrack to everything and it's done right yeah one of the main things that i after watching the first two episodes talked about was that this is good not because it's just emulating 80s stuff because i think a lot of movies look at you kung fury I'm sorry if you like Kung Fury. It's completely fine if you like Kung Fury. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I thought it was okay the first time I saw it. And the second time I saw it, I was like, fuck this stupid thing. Because just because you have something that looks like the 80s and feels like the 80s doesn't mean it's fucking good. Because you have to still put effort into it other than just bank on nostalgia and put random shit in it. This takes the subtle nostalgia... I wouldn't say, well, for us, it's not subtle. There's a shitload of, that, yeah, but they don't blatantly. I guess it, that's kind of what I meant. Like there's a lot of nostalgic stuff to it and so much, you know, how exactly how it follows is a love letter to, to Halloween. Mm-hmm. This is, this entire series is just a love letter to the entirety of 80s cinema. Yeah. Primarily sci-fi and horror. But there's even stuff like The Breakfast Club yeah. is referenced in this. I don't know if you got that. When she puts on the dress for the first time, mm-hmm. it's the exact scene from The Breakfast Club. Yeah. Or E.T. is what that reminded me of. Yeah. When they're dressing up E.T. Yeah, I was thinking of those two. I, it's so much. You know, it takes this, but it also has an actually good story that blends stuff from 80s cinema into modern... Cause Again, this was actually done in the 80s. It would be way different. Oh, the effects wouldn't be there. Completely. I'm just talking acting-wise, editing-wise, everything. Yeah. And I will say, speaking of effects, for the majority, the monster is a practical effect. They have said it. It was a guy in a suit for six episodes. Was it really? Yep. Afraid so, good sir. (sighs) I like that. I don't know. I don't know. That was one thing I was going to bring up, too, is that I'm... Would you rather it be CGI? I thought it was CGI the entire time. I think it is every now and then. But it looks like CGI the entire time. I think some scenes it is. But like at the end, when she says, absolutely not CGI. That I know. How? It was a guy in a suit. But it didn't look like it at all. It looked like CGI. I know. I don't know what they did with it. But That's it is, exa- Yeah, there, there's something there because it did not look it is, like somebody It is suit. a guy in a suit. That's depressing. So I don't know if like... I was under the assumption it was just CGI the entire time because it it looked exactly like CGI. Yeah. In like a bad way. I mean, I'm not saying that it was like the worst thing I've ever seen or anything. Uh, there's like some that. scenes where it, it looks pretty bad, but... Ah, it's... Uh, it's kind of sick. But I like that Why they Why didn't were... they make it more apparent that it was an actual... I thought it... Effects? I think it might just be you because it looks pretty fucking apparent to me in the end. Like it doesn't look CGI there. It all. looks completely CGI. No, I don't think it does. It doesn't all. look practical at all. I think it does, 100%. Maybe. Do I? I guess when you rewatch this, because when I watched it, I was like, oh, this is just CGI. No, it's not CGI. Now, the like, fuck? when they first see it in the Upside Down, I that looks pretty fucking CGI to me. Obviously, when it's coming out of the wall and ceiling. But it 
was fucking CGI when it was in the house and stuff. I don't believe them for a goddamn minute. All right. You can... Fucking like all of that was CGI. I don't believe that at all. <laughs> okay. There's no fucking way. Uh, you can Google photos and stuff of the guy in the suit. <laughs> how? It's a guy in a did suit. They, how did they just fuck it up? Did they just put filters and shit that made it look like CGI? Probably filters, yeah. They just pull out a fucking Final Fantasy movie. You remember the first one that was really fucking terrible? Yeah. That's what it kind of looked like a little bit. With Spirits Within? Yeah, Spirits yeah. Within. I don't... Going, going back to Family Video, I rented that. Or no, I got it at Blockbuster the day it came out. And it sucks. Oh, yeah, it's like, This isn't like fucking Final it's Fantasy Final Tactics. Fantasy at all. What the fuck is this? No. But it is... Either way... It's not a fucking guy. Probably I don't was... believe that for a goddamn minute. All right, then you can call the director's I liars. will call the... Fu- I'll email them right the fuck now. The email them right now. I... Either way... This show is so much better than any garbage you will ever fucking watch on TV right now. You can defend Big Bang Theory and all that bullshit all you want. I can defend some stuff on TV right now. I won't. This is better written. I'll defend Penny Dreadful. That's not on TV. Yeah, it is. Is it? I thought it was Netflix. Pretty sure that's on TV. Okay, I could be wrong. I thought it was a Netflix show. It's better than Walking Dead. It's not better than Ghost Adventures. That's not on TV right now. Yeah, it is. Uh, No, it's it's not. not. I watched it on Travel Channel yesterday. It's reruns, dude. It's oh. been all fair for a while, I think. Ever since they came out and said it's all fake. Oh, yeah. Fuck that show. Where this is better than Walking Dead, it had a large cast, but they're actually well acted. And there's actually, they give you reasons to give a fuck about them and to like them, even though they they give you reasons to accept the redemption, like Steve. One thing I will compare this, one show I will compare Stranger Things 2 is Lost. I, I knew it. I knew it. No, no. And the fact that... This show gives you so much if you want to dig deep and if you know about D&D or X, all the little things that they give you. But if you don't, it's still a great show on the surface. It just adds more to the lore and the characters if you know the other things. Lost did it with philosophy and religion. Mm. This is doing it with pop culture and nerddom and horror movies. That that's that's my comparison to Lost. There's and it does flashbacks well. They actually serve a point until we forget the episode where we find out how Eleven got her tattoo. But that's a Lost joke there for you. Like, is that a thing that happens in Lost? Yeah, we have to. We have a flashback about Jack's tattoos. It's Stranger in a Strange Lane. This episode is fucking dumb. Why do we have to? Is there a significance to it? No, they just needed an episode so they can get. So it. <laughs> it's fucking dumb. It's fucking dumb. It's biling. It's fucking terrible. Kyle, how do you feel about Steve? I need your honest opinion about Steve. I have a Lincoln rewrite for the end of Steve, by the way. Well, do you want me to tell you what they said about Steve? There's still a chance... What did the fucking stupid directors that didn't use a fucking real suit to talk about Steve? That there's still a chance for Jonathan and Nancy to be together. Okay. I think I like Steve's arc. I like where he ends up. I think it's logical... I can know people say like, oh, he's an asshole because he's called her a slut. He did catch her in her bedroom with somebody else who was perving on her with a fucking camera. Like he's an asshole when he first meets Jonathan, who he found out took pictures of his girlfriend getting undressed. He may overreact, but I think his motives are good. That's my thought on it. What about Steve. the end? The end, I don't think she should have fucking ended up with him. All right. See, that's all I wanted because I don't think Nancy should have been with either of them at the end. I think... Steve probably isn't making it through season two. I honestly thought the monster was going to kill him in the house. Or I thought what, he was going to stop step in the bear trap. I, that would have been dumb. But when he left and ran out to the car, I thought the monster was going to get him out there. I just don't like his stupid hair. Yeah, it's pretty dumb. And he looks like a poor man's Andrew Garfield. Yeah, he does that. He looks exactly like like the first time you see him. I'm just like, oh, Amazing Spider-Man 2, what's going on? He, he's like the one character I like his arc, but... And, you know, he's a good character in the show. But if you eliminated his character altogether, it changes nothing. Like, he's 
an ancillary character. He adds stuff, but he's not needed at all. Well, he's just needed in that they needed a romance with the teenage girl. Why couldn't they just add Jonathan? <sighs> all right, so here's the thing of why I don't want Nancy to be with either of them. Because apparently, fucking perv. Apparently, we're talking about a fucking youth, adult youth novel thing. What are they called? What? A YA novel? Yeah, there we go. Adult Young youth. adult. Young adult. <laughs> Young adult, because we're apparently talking about a young adult book series now, and we have to talk about which one. Oh, she's we got to go with. Well, is she on Team Steve or is she on like Team Jonathan? That's a true question. I hope you know there's probably Tumblr pages dedicated to this. One. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. I would have liked if the ending would have been. This is my Lincoln rewrite. Let's. We're gonna go up right to the scene where she gives him the present. Okay. Kisses him on the cheek. Okay. He leaves, goes in the car, opens it up. It's the camera. Yeah. We go back to the house. Nancy sits on the couch. Doorbell. Dad wakes up. He's like, oh, get the fuck out of the door. He's, he's snoozing on, on the lazy boy. Okay. She gets up. Opens the door. Okay. Steve gives her a present. Okay. This is for you, Nancy. How does that change anything? Hold on. I'm not done. How long I'm is this? I'm not done. <laughs> oh, my God. So she takes the press, looks at Steve, and Steve goes on a spiel about, like, I'm sorry about everything that happened, blah, blah, blah. And then Nancy's just like, look, talk about this after the holidays. Have a good night. Kisses him on the cheek, closes the door. So you still want there to be a love triangle? Yes. You changed nothing. Yes, you did, because it's not like... You didn't, because when she sits back on the couch with Steve, look at her face. Ah. Again, it goes back to the expressions. There's something there. I wish if they're going to... They really made her Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, accept that independence that Nancy had and let her run with it. That is something that I did have a problem with her character was that even though she did do things independently, there still was really the anchor of it was the sidekick male character. Yeah. I think Steve, he's going to be fodder. I think Steve is dead next, next season. They could flesh him out even more and make me like him though. They could, yeah. Uh, the kids, I don't see the kids dying in season two. No. They're all completely fleshed out. Great characters. I don't want to see any of them die. Yeah, I don't either. I, I love them. Especially that would be Dustin, because he's the best. Or any of them. I love them all. I even like Lucas, who's there to keep him fucking grounded. Oh, I loved Lucas. The hierarchy for the kids. Let me give you the hierarchy right now. Top tier, Dustin. No, best. He's not. Best. Top tier. Top tier in what? High tier. We're just talking about... Number of teeth? No, because then he'd be... He'd be at the bottom. <laughs> I'm talking about... It's part of his character. I'm not making fun of Quality and best characters. Mike is absolutely number one. No. Or are we, no, no, no we're no, not no, counting no. 11 in this, right? Not counting 11. Okay. Top tier, Dustin. High tier, Lucas. He's, t- he's you don't like, know how tears work. High tier. You Lucas. have no idea how tears work at all. This is fuck. I'm going by like Street Fighter tears. This is how it yeah, goes. Yeah, no. Well, how about real tears? Top tier, Lucas. It's a bullshit video game. Middle to low. So it's top like tier Dustin hovering. or Lucas? Top tier's how top tier's Dustin. You I just said, said top tier Lucas. Okay. You don't even know oh, your fucking tier. No, 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 he's high tier. He's oh high tier. God. Top tier Dustin, high tier Lucas, mid tier to low tier, fluctuating Mike. Mike is so much better. Bottom than Lucas. tier, D plus tier. But can we count Will? We barely saw him. We can count. Will. I don't think t- I'm Will counting him. D plus. No, Lucas. Is, See me after class. Lucas is Bitch. the worst. Really? I think Lucas is the worst. Why? Because I don't, out of the three, he's the worst actor. Yeah. I'm not saying he's bad at all, but I don't think he's as good as the other two. I guess I just really but like it. But it also because... is to is the way his character is written is to be the yelling argument of all the time. I don't think he quite pulls that off. Whereas Mike and Dustin really pull off the just being normal kids. One of our favorite lines is Mike just yelling up the stairs at his mom. <laughs> 
I don't know why we because it that, because we we've did done that. that. Yeah, we've done that. Now, I think Lucas is fine. His character just was well, supposed the, to have more. I don't know. It's hard to say. You have to watch it. The biggest thing with Lucas, I think, is because he is who we as the audience is, is in this scenario. Like, if if I'm imposing myself on anybody in this movie, it's going to be it Lucas. It should be Lucas, but... As much as I want to say that I want to be Dustin, I can't be that cool. Yeah, I think that's was Luke. I think that's where Lucas is supposed to be. But the show's so good, it hooked me. I didn't need that. I'm, I'm not second-guessing stuff. Whereas he is, I'm like, Lucas, shut up. I'm but, with him. I'm already there, know, buddy. We need the Lucas, though, for different audiences. Like, people that are not us. Lucas is, he's almost like the adult of the group. And the, he's the level-headed one. Until he sees Eleven do something badass, he's like, we're on board now. Yeah. So I, I get his reason. And I, I do like Lucas a lot. I also warmed up to Jonathan as a character. I, I like Jonathan. Again, back with a Spider-Man. Looked the, exactly like... The weird old perviness thing. Green Goblin. I thought it might have been a weird too. angle for him. Yes. It could have been explained better how that he saw Barb. I don't want to do a Lincoln rewrite because I don't feel like thinking about well, that. Well, they could have cut out the part where he took the picture of Nancy undressing. He could have just been watching... Yeah, and took a picture of Barb. Uh, yeah, they're neat. Hey, oof. It was a weird thing to have that and then get them to come together in the end. Well, that and then like, I'm sorry, but as great as his like response to Nancy is when she's talking about, you know, being boring and marrying and all that stuff. Oh, I love that. I thought that was great. But before that, when he's explaining the pictures, it's like boyhood. It's like I'm watching boyhood yeah. dialogue. I thought that was really bad. It's like we watched him improve as an actor as well. Yeah. Yes. By the end of it, I liked him a lot. You know, I thought he was a good character. Yeah, and the majority of these actors, this is the first time they've done more than like one TV show or some short or a Disney movie. You know, the biggest thing that the girl that plays Nancy that we saw her that she had done was the Hannah Montana movie. You know, they haven't done a lot. And the performances they gave in this, they can only get better. I really want to see Millie Millie Brown do more. Millie Vanilli? The girl that played Eleven. I want to see her do a silent film. Holy shit. She'll win every fucking award for that. I fucking like silent I'm just saying her facial expressions are so good. What if season two, she sucks. Like it's like the worst thing you've ever seen. That's something I'm actually worried about with her and Will in season two. Mm-hmm. Is if they make them like take on this persona of something different. Are they going to be able to do it? I mean, that would go for any actor. I would say the same thing about Winona Ryder. Eh, could, she, could she pull off like, I'm a demon now. Roar. <laughs> I'm hopeful. I'm really hopeful. And who knows? what? I mean, by the time this yeah. the next season comes out. What if next season's like... These kids could have puberty the fuck out. Well, also, <laughs> what if they just did like 10 years in the future? They're probably going to have to give some gap because the kids are going to get older. Yeah. Noticeably older. It's a thing that's going to happen. Which I think they're accounting for. Yeah. So either way, I'm looking forward to it. I love it. Love the show. It was great. Please watch it. I give it. Oh God, are we going back <sighs> to the old? How many demigorgons? No, did you give it? no, we can't go back. I was going to, but no, we can't. Fuck it, because this is completely different. We only we only do movies and wrestling. On a twenty sided die, what do you give it? <sighs> I give it an eighteen, but it's still rolling like the end of Inception, like where you're not sure if it's going to go on a nineteen or a twenty, but it's, it's okay. just like going. I would say that it has its flaws, but overall, they're I don't care. You can go online and be the guy that's like, that gun was not manufactured until 1984. Did you, did you like one of the things that I came up with? Yeah, he's like, I'm going to IMDb because that's not right. There there were very small things that I saw. If you like, think we nitpick shit, 
We don't give a fuck. Well, that was the thing. Like, my nitpicking stuff was more so, like, laughing of, like, hey, Kyle, did you just notice that the coked can changed when yeah, he put it to and, his forehead? And we don't care. Or we're not going to be the ones that's like, oh, that bicycle seat? That wasn't made until 1987. Fucking or, lame. Or, like, the knives. And... Or the Moby song in the last episode. Yeah, but. He wasn't around 1980. I don't care. Like, I don't personally. think that that was. That was more so oh, for Oh, people just... shit on it for did that. They really? Because it was not from the time. But it wasn't playing out of a speaker or anything. No, it's it part of the just, show yeah, it was soundtrack. Just part of the score, so that's why I didn't have a problem with it at all. No, and I, I like Moby. I really do like Moby. A lot. Yeah. So is that weird? Is it weird to like Moby now? No. Okay. I think it was always weird to like Moby. Not just now. <sighs> but it's like the only electronic. Music Nobody I knows who fucking Moby is. That's why they say but it's weird Moby's to like Moby. Moby's great. I know, but people don't know that. But overall, I don't care as long as they tell a good story. Now, if they're driving cars from today and they have flat screen TVs. And all this shit, and they say it's 1983, I might have a problem with it. I meant to look up after, what episode was it where I started going on a really long rant about the D&D rules? I don't remember what it was. Episode 6, but it was tied into episode 1. That's right. I haven't looked it up yet, but I still think I'm right. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, though. That the D&D, they were not following the rules, and that would not have happened. But you know what? It's okay. I will... Whatever. Well... And they're fucking 12, and they're playing D&D. They're 12, and they beat the monster at the very end with one fireball. They only have 10-hour campaigns. You change it up a little. They probably don't care. They're kids. I'm sure people do play by their own rules in D&D. Oh, yeah. Of course. So you can't... Come on. Can't fault them for having house rules. I know. I just it was just fun. It was something I just wanted to nitpick yeah. and have fun with. The thing I like, I haven't played D anD D in years, but they get it. They're not making fun of it. Yeah. Um. That's oh, my that's... favorite part about this show is they're not mocking nerds. Big Bang Theory. But they're claiming they are showing their nerds. They're showing them get picked on. I meant to talk about this, and I'm very glad you brought this up because I would have been pissed if I didn't talk about this before okay. we did this. I fucking loved when Dustin is giving the speech about how that they need to be brave and everything and is relating it back to D&D mm-hmm. because I truly believe playing tabletop games is so great for your character, like your actual character. Yeah. You know? And I thought it was great because we're showing them playing D&D in a very positive light and showing that having effects on them personality-wise and character-wise. And even at the end where they're still playing it and everything. I thought it was great because there's still like a stigma i've been playing consistently with a group of tabletop for like two years now and it's great and i love it and i've always loved tabletop and stuff and it's good to have some positive tabletop i mean this whole story is told to you really through uh D, the demigorgon that's how they that's why they call it that they have they know what to do or feel like they know what to do they obviously don't they try their wrist rocket and it fails pretty miserably they needed a girl with superpowers all they fucking needed but that's what gave them the confidence to do it that and star wars it relates everything to, to star wars i can't say enough about this show at all just watch it yep right now or well i mean we ruined it now so sorry if you well, didn't watch it yeah. it's your own fucking fault we told you yeah i told you Suck it up. You can't be mad at me. I, they'll be mad at you. Be mad at Kyle. No, they'll be mad at all the things you got wrong. They ain't gonna be mad at me. Oh, no. Oh, that's right. I have to talk about this. You motherfuckers. That's why I'm bringing it up. Holy shit. Okay. Ow. I just hit my foot. Good. All right. We're done talking about Stranger Things because I need to talk about this dumb shit. All right, motherfuckers. You listen to this fucking podcast. Piece of shit. Oh, Lincoln, you should probably be nice to them. Okay. Sorry. Not you. Not you this listening right now. You, you fuckers that aren't listening right now, you sons no, of bitches. The, the, all right, so I got called out. 
again because nobody calls Kyle out. Nobody emails me saying Kyle got something wrong it's, in episode whatever. It's part of my thing to get shit wrong. I just talk out my ass. So I have to address something that was sent to me about that I was fucking wrong in X-Men Apocalypse. And it was actually a good movie. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Now, I will agree with this person that if you are listening, I agree with you, you son of a bitch, that I did word it completely wrong. I said, and I quote, when I was growing up, I had the entire run of Uncanny X-Men. You would be pretty rich. Exactly. I understand why you're calling me out, because obviously I don't fucking own the entire run of Uncanny X-Men, because I don't own, own like 900 issues of comics. They're probably, I'm going to probably get fucking called out for that, because I'm pretty sure it's not at 900. What I meant to say was I owned the runs from 94, 1994, to roughly 2001, 2002. Because my dad bought this guy's collection for dirt cheap, and he had all those Uncanny X-Men. That is what I meant. Do you want to know the real reason why people call you out, Lincoln? Why? It's because you care. I do care. I don't want to get called out and then just fucking me. Do you know what happened if they called me out? I just say, I don't give a fuck. It's my response. I don't give a fuck. Call me out right now, somebody. And see what, what my, are they gonna call you out my on? response will be. Well, here's the thing. I think why you can't get called out is because you normally protect yourself. Because you're, you're immediately like, I don't, I don't know. I just don't care. Exactly. So people are like, oh, we're not going to call him out because he doesn't know. But they call you out and you're like, oh my God, I have to. We have to fix it. We have to add something to the episode. And then I usually say, fuck it. It's fine. We're wrong. Just nope. move on. I have to address the fans. See, I don't care. That's why I'm the world. I'm the people's champ in this podcast. You may be the WJW champ right now. People's champ. No, no people like you. People's champ. No one likes you. Voltron likes me. No, they don't. No one likes you. Bye. No, fuck you. They don't want to hear bye from you. You son of a bitch. Oh, let me say bye this time. You always get to say bye. I never say bye. All Fine, right, you right, can say on. it. Okay, okay. Hold on. Love you. Bye.